The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. It's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays and host of the Life with Mariana podcast. Welcome back because in this episode, it is all about manifesting. You guys love this episode last time I did with Roxy Nafusi. So we are back again. If you guys didn't hear her last episode, I will link it in the show notes. And we're also giving away a copy of our book to seven of you. Just screenshot and post this episode on your Instagram stories, tag me and Roxy, and we'll send it to seven of you, her new book, Manifest in Action, along with some Summer Fridays products. In the previous conversation we had with Roxy, you guys loved it so much. So that's she's here again. And we're going to go even deeper on this level of understanding of manifesting. In this episode, we'll explore seven steps to putting your manifestations into action. And we dive into the empowering wisdom of turning envy into inspiration, overcoming life's challenges, and the importance in believing in the power of the universe. Before we get into the episode this week, it's finally here. Summer Fridays has a new product, our dream lip oil. It launches exclusively on the Sephora app on January 17th, or you guys can get it on January 18th at summerfridays.com and at Sephora and coming soon to Sephora stores. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to my podcast on Apple or Spotify because I've got new episodes every single Tuesday. Now let's hear from Roxy. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast again. Your last episode was amazing. I want to go through your seven steps to manifesting. So let's start with step one, which is to be clear in your vision. So give me a little process of like, what is this like? What does this mean? And how can we do this? So being clear in your vision is essentially just really getting to the crux of what it is you actually want from your life and how you want your life to feel. So I think it's really easy to look at the kind of things that we want to manifest, you know, like whether it's a new job or a partner. And that's great. It's great to know what we want from that side of things. But it's also really important to know how we want our life to feel. So do we want to feel more peaceful? Do we want to feel more balanced? Actually, do we want to feel like there's more adventure in our life and spontaneity? And so really getting to grips with who we want to feel and also who we want to become. So this is a really nice one as you start the new year. Who do you want to become by the end of this year? How do you want to show up in your life? How do you want to show up at work? How do you want to show up in your relationships? And these are things that I think sometimes get forgotten when we're manifesting because we might just think about these really sort of uh, goals which maybe have a number attached to it or a particular thing. But like I said, those are great, but actually it's getting to the deeper things of, that we want and, and coming from that you know, deep intention. And I think that also when we're thinking about what we want, we really have to come to it with, again, this vulnerability and this courage. I think it is actually quite a vulnerable experience to be honest about what you really want from your life, especially if it's perhaps not what the other people around you want for you, or it's not something that you used to want. So I always say, you know, sometimes we get stuck because let's say two years ago you had a dream and that dream isn't really, maybe maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't happened. And now you're in a place where actually deep down, you don't really want that thing anymore. But sometimes we're too scared to say and admit, look, I don't want this anymore. I actually want something else because we think that by saying that we've actually failed. 
And it's really important. It's something I talk about in Manifest in Action is that actually accepting that something isn't working anymore isn't a failure, it's a power move. And so when you're looking at your future and what you want, allow yourself the space to be honest if what you want now doesn't actually align with what you wanted before. I totally believe in that because there's been things that I put on my own vision board that a year later, even like six months, I'll check in with my board and I'm like, why did I even put this on here? Like, this is not even a thing that I want anymore. And I think a lot of times too, it's like the plus and minus of social media is that you see other people accomplish things and you Mm -hmm. think that you should want this for yourself because maybe you're in the same like career path as somebody else. So you assume that that's something that you should want to do when in reality, it's not even what you want. You just think that you're supposed to do it. Exactly. I say when you're thinking about your future and what you want, remember to remove the noise. And the noise is what other people want from you, what the old you wanted from you, and what society and culture wants from you. And when you remove all of that, you can really get to that feeling that you want and that knowing of what it is you and your heart of hearts really want for yourself and your future. And if you are trying to figure out what these things are that you actually want to manifest and you want to be clear in your vision, how do you think that people should go about even figuring out in the buckets of areas of their life, like either tangible goals they want to achieve or the feelings that they want to have or the way that they want to feel or live their life? Like you were saying, associating with feelings. How do you even figure these things out? Because I think that part is the hardest part of people to even begin manifesting because they don't know what to actually write down or put on a vision board. Yeah. So I think one thing that can help is like, firstly, if you're doing a vision board and you don't know where to start is, you know, in the book, I've got this guide where there's different categories. So you can actually split your life into categories like career, home life, relationships, personal development, which is more about how you want to feel. And so that's just a kind of really simple, simple way of at least categorizing your life and thinking, okay, in this area of my life, what do I want? Because you might, you might not know if you think, big scale, what do I want my life to look like? But if you narrow it down, okay, where do I want to live in my home? How do I want my home to feel? How do I want to feel when I walk in the door? You know, sometimes I think you want to feel that sense of like peace and tranquility or, okay, in your career, how do you want to feel when you walk into work? Do you want to feel sense of pride? Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel like you're always learning? You know, And I think that's a really nice starting place because most of us have an idea of how we want to feel, even if we don't know what things exactly we want. But there's another, there's a couple of exercises I put in the book. And one of them is asking people to look back at the times in their lives when they've been happiest, like really thinking about a memory that you can conjure up where you felt truly happy. Like, like deeply happy, you know, that kind of feeling of serenity and joy. And ask yourself, what was happening in that time? Who were you with? What was going on that contributed to that? And allow that to, those memories to give you clues as to what it is you think really makes you happy. So it might be that, okay, I was really happy when I was on this incredible holiday with my family, okay? And most people can feel happy when they're on holiday. That's a common memory that we might have that makes us feel that way. But okay, that might give you a clue that I want a job that gives me the financial freedom to travel to these kind of places with my family. So you can use these clues to kind of give you more guidance around what what you want. And then you start to get kind of deeper. And that might not be something that you do just sat at a vision board, but actually you know that you want a job that gives you this financial freedom to travel. But now actually maybe you're going to take a few weeks to just seek inspiration. 
and actually giving yourself space to just wait for the right inspiration to come rather than forcing yourself to find out what it is straight away can be really helpful. When I'm getting dressed in the morning, I just love to put on something simple and easy, especially if I'm just running errands or going to work. But something that makes me feel more put together is layering a few pieces of jewelry. And I love something that even feels a little bit more special or unique or special to me. Heart is a sister-led jewelry brand that's known for creating totally custom charm jewelry. It's luxurious, unique, and long-lasting. And I really like to build something that reflects my dreams, my family, my intentions or values. And these make really great and special gifts. So you can totally customize this. Choose your chain and charms to tell your story. Each of their 50 plus charms are embedded with meaning that acts as wearable reminders of your intentions and your values from motherhood, luck, manifestations, zodiacs to letters and numbers. So I designed mine and I picked the Zodiac one. I'm a Libra and I love wearing anything with like my Zodiac sign on it. My business partner's having a baby in a few weeks. So they have ones that say mama, which is such a special gift to give, especially around a really special time for my friends. Their charms are plated with 100% recycled gold right here in the USA using the most environmentally friendly process possible. Their special HGE gold plating process means the jewelry resists tarnishing for years, even decades with proper care. You guys can design your own bracelet or necklace on their website with their drag and drop tool on their site. You can also book a complimentary virtually styling appointment. Visit shopheart.com and use code Mariana10 at checkout for 10% off your first purchase and free shipping over $100. That's S-H-O-P-H-A-R-T.com. Use code Mariana10 for 10% off your first order and free shipping over $100. Heart rarely ever does discounts on their custom jewelry, so this is a very exclusive offer to our listeners. Follow them at shopheart on Instagram and TikTok talk. Let's say you're really clear on your vision. You know these things you want to work towards. How do you have the confidence to even make it possible? Because a lot of times I feel like we know we want to accomplish things or we know we want to do things, but we're fearful. So how can we kind of like move through that to be confident to make our dreams become a reality? Oh gosh. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, most people, I always say, you know, when I do these, I do these workshops. And I say to people, okay, I want you to think about the dream salary that you could have next year. And I want you to just think about that number now. And what I realized is that about 90% of people will think of a number that they think is, and in inverted commas, realistic. And so even at this very first stage where you're just thinking about what you want, you're blocking yourself because of your fear and doubt and insecurities. So first, when you're making your vision board, when you're doing visualization meditation, whatever it is, but when you're thinking about your goals, you need to say to yourself, if fear and doubt weren't standing in my way, what would I really want? How big would I really dream? Knowing that, you know, not, this is just your imagination. And I guess this really leads into my step two, which is remove fear and doubt. Because you know, for all of us, with all of us and looking at our dreams, you know, the thing that is standing in our way is our fear and doubt. It's that culmination of our insecurities and limiting beliefs and low self-worth. And what's so magical and incredible about manifesting is that it's about healing. It's about empowerment. It's about becoming, it's about falling in love with yourself so that you, you allow yourself to take risks. You know, I think with whenever we're looking at these goals that we want, we're going to have to take risks to get there, but we won't take those risks if we don't have the confidence. And so that's why the healing around, you know, all those kind of limiting beliefs that we have is so integral. And I think that, you know, at the beginning of this conversation, we said, you can't just think about what you want, you have to do the work. But on top of doing the work, you have to look back at your past and heal. 
And you can't manifest the things that you want if you're not committed to that inward journey. One of the things too, along with this step is in the last episode, we talked about your morning affirmations. And I think this is really helpful, especially to this step. So could you tell people what those are if they missed them last time? Oh, yes. So affirmation is just a positive statement that you can repeat to yourself. And our brain is most susceptible at three times of the day. So as we're waking up, you know, when you're in that very sleepy state where you're just kind of coming out of that sleep, you're not fully conscious yet, as you're falling asleep and when you're in a meditative state. And so this is really important information for us because it means that at these three times, we can really feed our subconscious with really nourishing thoughts. And this is important because what we think about really does matter because our thoughts, when they've been repeated so many times, becomes a belief. That's what a belief is, a thought that has been repeated so many times that it becomes one. And we manifest what we believe. So affirmations are just a really easy tool for us to use, to keep repeating to ourselves so we can, we can change what we believe, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about the world and the day ahead. And the reason this is so life-changing and so integral is because our belief system, and I can't remember if I said this on the last episode, but I think it's so important, I'll say it again anyway, is that our belief system becomes the lens through which we view the whole world. So if we have a belief, a fundamental belief that, let's say on the negative side, that we believe we're not worthy, that life is in fair on us. We will constantly look for evidence to support that belief system. And that's what the brain will do, it, even without, not consciously, but the brain will find evidence to support what you believe about yourself and about the world. And so, of course, it's going to change how you view all your experiences and interactions. But if you hold a fundamental belief that you are worthy, that life is good, that life is full of joy, that everything will work out. Your brain will look for evidence to support that. And so the way you perceive everything will be different. So a really easy tool for you to start changing your belief system is to use affirmations at these really key times. So it can be as you're falling asleep. Now, actually, I'll mention what we can do at nighttime after, but as you're waking up, this is what you do. As soon as you open your eyes in the morning, I want everybody to just repeat some positive affirmations. That's the very, very, very first thing you do. So for me, I will say to myself, I'm so excited for the day ahead. I am enough. I am so grateful for all that I already have. I love the person that I am. I love the person that I'm becoming. So I just say these really positive affirmations to myself and it immediately sets me up for the day. It sets the tone of the day. What you can also do is use affirmations in the evening, but I'd use it in a different way in the evening because in the evening, when you're getting to that, that really key state where you're about to fall asleep, actually, you're not really consciously going to be saying to yourself your affirmations because you really are going into that like dozing state. So what I do instead, and this was actually the first tool I ever used when I discovered manifesting, and it's one that I still use, is I play an affirmation playlist and I, use, I play it to fall asleep too. So an affirmation playlist is just like a meditative piece of music with affirmations playing over the top of it. Now, I have lots that I've developed on my website, but you can also look on YouTube. And so as you're, you can press play, leave it to especially if you've got it downloaded to your phone, you can, your phone can still be on airplane mode and you can just fall asleep to these affirmations. And it's such a lovely and easy tool for you to use. 
That kind of leads us into step three, which is align your behavior. So what does this mean and how can we start making behaviors that really support the things we're trying to manifest? So aligning your behavior is all about aligning your behavior with your future goals and showing up as your future self would. So I always think with this, you know, this step, well, this step is also about, you know, taking action. It's about forward momentum. It's about being disciplined. It's about having self-respect. It's about, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone and being the change that you want to create essentially. But what I really love about this step is that it encourages you to make decisions as though you were your future self. So by that, what I mean is that every day we have many decisions to make. Okay, should I work out today? Should I spend an extra hour at work because I've got a deadline for tomorrow? Should I message this person? Like whatever, you know, we always have all these decisions to make. And I think that before every decision, we could start asking ourselves some questions. And one of these questions is, what would my future self do? And I think that when we have this strong vision of our future self, that can really help this. So I always think, okay, imagine me one year from now. Imagine me as the most confident version of myself that exists. Imagine the version of me that has already achieved all of her goals, that is thriving, that is feeling content. What would that version of me do in this situation? What decision would they make? Probably, yeah, they'd move their body more. They'd commit to their healthy habits. They would take the risk when they need to. They would say no to what wasn't serving them. They would have better boundaries. You know, and so you can ask yourself this question with anything and everything. And I think it's such a helpful little practice for us to use. I think so too. And a lot of times when I meditate, it's like uh, vision your life as your future self. Like what would she be doing? Where would she live? Like what does it feel like? And by manifesting and also meditating and thinking of those things, I start to actually like visually put myself in that place and Mm. having like that daily practice really is helpful for me. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I say sometimes when I'm doing meditations with people, I was like, imagine your future self already exists within you waiting to be brought to life. And so it's really knowing that that future you, everybody has that. And, and some people call it your higher self, right? But that higher self, that future you already exists. It's just about you bringing them to life in your day to day. And I know that sometimes this is all great, but then we get a hurdle or something that comes in the way, something sets us back. So for step four, overcoming tests from the universe, how can we work through these challenges? So this is my favorite step and it's my favorite step because this is life. You know, manifesting for me is a life practice. It's a way of living, which means you have to account for the fact that you will face challenges, you will face rejection, you will face periods of time where you just feel low or not yourself. And, you know, on a personal level, I had that, you know, in January this year, I hit a real, a real low point. I felt totally unstable and overwhelmed. But I because I had this practice of manifesting. I knew something. And what I knew was that there was an up level on the other side. And that's how I like to look at every challenging time that whenever something isn't going quite to plan, whenever I'm being tested, 
whenever my resilience or my strength is being tested, I know that I'm going to be rewarded on the other side of it. And I always am. And actually, everybody listening will, will know that for themselves. All you have to do is think back to a time where you were really struggling. Think back to a time where you got rejected. Think back to a time where things didn't go as you wanted to. And then think about the moment where you went, oh, thank God that happened. Or the moment when you think, God, it's good to be on the other side of this. So you already know that there is always reward after these struggles. And I think we can use that. And that for me, by the way, is what positivity is. Being positive isn't about feeling good every day. Being positive and having a positive mindset is about knowing that even on the dark days, better days are ahead. Yeah, I think a really helpful practice for that too is to think through a struggle that you previously had and remember how you feel now. And then you're like, okay, I made it through it really sucked at the time, but I'm on the other side of it now. And I think kind of remembering those times that we went through previously helps you realize that even though something might be challenging now, we've made it through before and we can do it again. The next step is all about gratitude, which is something that I love. I have a daily gratitude practice. So tell me about step five. Oh, what's your gratitude practice? So I gratitude journal every morning. I have a blank journal that I have and I write five things that I'm grateful for every single day. Some days it's a little bit of the same things because I am grateful for the same things all the time, whether they're big or small. And then I just write a note like I'm sending love to and I'll think of some people that I just want to send like positive energy to. So it's like maybe people in my life, scenarios, something that's happening in the world. And I just like kind of end with that. And then when I go to sleep at night, I start to think of 10 things that I'm grateful for. I usually fall asleep before the 10 are over, but I really like end my day with something positive as well because it's really helpful for me instead of a lot of times what I used to do is I would lay in bed and I would overthink and by overthinking I would become anxious and I would be anxious when I would fall asleep or I couldn't fall asleep because I started thinking about everything in my day so by ending and starting my day with gratitude it kind of bookends to have a positive mindset that's so beautiful I love that and actually I get you know when we were saying about as you're falling asleep being such a key time it's such a perfect practice because if you're falling asleep to this feeling of abundance which is you know what gratitude is it's feeling abundant with all that you already have and putting you in this abundant mindset and as a result you're going to keep attracting more abundance into your life sometimes because we're so busy during the season we think we're ahead of our shopping and our gift getting and we're a little bit behind so if you're feeling crunched for time, get all the gifts inspo you need at Macy's Gift Finder. They've got a bunch of different ways to search for gifts like shop by price, which I love to do, especially if you need something for like office or you're doing like under $50 or like a white elephant. You can shop by budget, whether it's $25, $50 or Lux. If your loved one loves a spa day, they've got something for that. Macy's has got everything covered and you can even find curated gift lists from your favorite influencers. You can also shop by category like beauty, fragrance, jewelry, watches, handbags, accessories, and so many more. And you can't go wrong with a coffee machine. I feel like we all know somebody in our life that maybe just needs a new, fresh one. There's a drip coffee filter machine from Smeg, and it comes in a couple different colors like pastel green and pastel blue. And if you want something for a beauty lover, they have so many things available under $50, like a jade roller or a diffuser, which I love to have just like a fresh scent at home. So anything you need is on the site and check out macy's.com slash to find that perfect present. So how important to you is like this gratitude practice in manifesting? And then what ways do you think people can practice gratitude? So for me, gratitude is an essential ingredient. And I call it the manifesting sweet spot, which is knowing what you want whilst being entirely grateful for all that you already have. And I think 
that again, another kind of mistake, let's say, that people make when manifesting is that they focus so much on their goals that they actually do it at the expense of really enjoying the present and the journey. And for me, manifesting is about the journey. Actually, remember that happiness isn't found at these goals. You have these goals, but they're not what bring you happiness. Happiness is found from within, and it's found by enjoying and appreciating everything that you already have and all of life's ordinary and mundane and simple pleasures. And that really, I think, is we know that happiness isn't at the end of these goals because we have examples of enough kind of successful and rich people to show us that actually those things don't make you happy, right? But happiness is found along the way, and that's done through gratitude. And as I said just now, being having this grateful attitude and this all this attitude of gratitude, as I like to say, you know, that helps us to attract more abundance into our lives. And it's, a, it's an essential ingredient in manifesting. Now, there are a couple of exercises that I really like. My favorite one, which I always share, and I'm going to share again because it's the best one, is a positivity journal. So in a positivity journal, what I ask people to do is just before they fall asleep, get out a notebook. And write down every single good thing that happened that day from the minute you woke up to the minute you went to bed. And these can be really simple. In fact, the simpler, the better. So for example, mine might be, I woke up and the sun was shining. My coffee smelled really good. I had a really lovely conversation with my sister on the way to work. I had a great email about whatever it was. You know, so you write this list in chronological order. And what you start to realize is that Every single day is filled with beautiful moments that would otherwise go completely unnoticed. And when you do this over and over again, your subconscious actually starts to look for these things. It starts to notice them. It starts to take time to appreciate them. And that, in the end, is starting to make you feel better because you're starting to look at the world differently. And so this is, you know, for me, my, my if I could, people only did one exercise I ever shared, it would be a positivity journal. And I actually used it myself at work. So I have an amazing team. But after summer, you know, summer is, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but for us, some, summer was quiet. I was kind of feeling a bit out of flow. I was already burnt out from the beginning of the year. And I got to September and I just wasn't feeling particularly inspired. And things seemed to be a bit flat and they've never been flat at work for me, you know. And I thought, right, we need to shake this up quickly let's get our positivity journal and let's do it together. So every day at the end of the work day, everybody would send each other a positivity journal from everything that happened at work. So even if it was like tiny bits of progress that we'd made towards something, we were writing it down, how, you know, whether we all had a good day working together, everything. And I'm not joking, within five days, it was thriving. And now we make it a Friday practice. So everyone on the team every Friday sends their positivity list. And we have had the most abundant few months since we've been doing that. So I love really, that. Yeah, it's amazing. That's such a great practice. And <laughs> step six is a step that I really think is important. And it's about turning envy into inspiration. And with social media and news and press and articles, a lot of times we see our peers doing something that we want to do. And I know that it's really hard to be seeing that sometimes and you can become envious or you can really hope that you have those things for yourself. But I always like to turn that into a positive. And I say, if it's possible for them, that means it's possible for me too. So tell us a little bit about step six. 
So step six, turn envy into inspiration. And envy really comes from this scarcity mindset. So it says that, you know, well, it, it comes from a, from a place of insecurity as well or a place of feeling threatened. So it says, you have something and that means less for me. And that's a scarcity mindset. The antithesis of this is inspiration, which says, you have something and I can have it too. There's enough for us all. But it's really easy to, you know, fall into this feeling of envy whether we're on social media like you say or you know we're hearing about our friends succeeding because envy is just triggering these deep wounds within us it's triggering this feeling of perhaps not being enough or worrying that something isn't possible for us and so I think we can actually use envy to show us what needs healing and then we have to make a choice we have to make a choice to turn that envy into inspiration and to be able to say exactly as you did they are showing me what's possible. And in fact, not only are they showing me what's possible, I'm actually going to go a step further and be really happy for them. And actually, I'm going to celebrate them. Good for them, because that's such a good feeling. You know, we actually step into this higher vibration when we can be happy for somebody else. And I give this really great example in the book of how this happened to me, and I'll share it with you now. So, Back in 2019, me and a friend of mine had both started in the wellness industry at the same time. And a few months later, she'd started a crystal bracelet brand. And I found this Insta story that I had written. And I had Bella Hadid had been spotted wearing the bracelet. And so I wrote, I'm so proud of my friend, T-Balance Crystals, Bella Hadid wearing her bracelet. This is incredible. So I post this and that was me actively being happy for my friend and her success. I wasn't threatened by it. I was celebrating it. Fast forward to January 2022 and who should walk out their New York hotel room with my book clutched under her hand other than Bella Hadid? Now, I think what are the chances of that happening? And for me, that was a, such a clear demonstration of the universe rewarding me for celebrating another woman. And so I am just all about this kind of like celebrating each other because it doesn't even just empower others, but it helps us to empower ourselves. Agree. So now that you've gone from step one to step six, being clear on your vision, removing fear and doubt, overcoming tests from the universe, practicing gratitude, turning envy into inspiration, we've reached step seven, which is trust the universe. Yeah. So step seven, trust in the universe. It's, for me, it's the kind of like the glue that holds all the other steps together. And if anybody said to me, you know, what's your what's your secret? What's your real secret? What do you really think that makes you such a good manifester? I would say it would be this, because no matter what it is I have on my mind, no matter what goals I have, I never attach to them too intensely. I never become desperate for them. I never overthink them. I, in fact, I let them go. I surrender to them. I surrender to the universe and trust they're going to come when it's when the time is right. And I think, again, back to the kind of most common mistakes people make when they're manifesting, they've actually become too obsessed with their goals. And this kind of obsession, I think, keeps you stuck. And again, anybody listening might have had this experience themselves when they've just, you know, that feeling when you just want something so much, but it verges on that feeling of desperation. More times than not, you won't get that thing. You know, you know you want it too much and it doesn't come through. Whereas when you have on, on the other side, you have this unbelievable confidence. You just go, oh, I just know. 
I just know it's going to happen. And again, everyone listening will have had an experience like that where you just go, I just know. And it does. It does come through. And it's because you're able to let things flow to you because you're not gripping them so tightly with this sort of desperate energy. So you think that we should manifest, visualize, do the steps, and then just kind of let it be so not stress about it every day? Yeah, absolutely. Look, you get clear on your goals at the first step. You want to know what you want. And then you let that go. You don't think about that goal every single day. This is why I tell people to put their vision boards away. I've got a whole section in manifested action of why I think people should put their vision boards away. But you have your goals and then you get to work. You get to work on your inner healing. That is key. You get to work on making progress in whatever it is you want to do and showing up as your future self by stepping outside your comfort zone and doing the work to reach those goals. You then make sure that on the way, you're also overcoming tests from the universe. You're not settling for less than you deserve. You are able to find meaning in all the challenges that you face. Then you make sure that you're embracing gratitude for all that you already have and actually sinking into a state of appreciation for what it is that you have right now, not just thinking that you'll be grateful when you reach those goals. And then you make sure that with any envy that's coming up, you're turning that into an inspiration and going a step further and seeking to be inspired by others. And then know that when you've done all of those things, what you want, what you want to manifest will come to you. You don't need to force it. You don't need to overthink it. You just have to trust it. You have a new book out. So what's the difference between your last book and the new book? So Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life, which is the orange book, is definitely the introduction to manifestation. And I guess the two books kind of reflect my own journey. So the orange book was the gateway, it was the introduction, and Manifest in Action is really where I personally, and I wanted to take the readers along with me, went deeper into you know, the real healing required and the practical elements required to manifest even more powerfully. So it's sort of filled with new ideas, loads of space for writing and exercises, making this kind of even more of a workbook than the first book. I guess I wanted to encourage people to be more, you know, to gain more like self-awareness and be more exploratory with themselves and in doing so become their own healer. And so would you suggest people read the first one first, the orange book first, and then follow up with this one? Or you could read them together. How do you envision people doing both the books? I would definitely start with the orange and then move to the blue. And I would say that for anyone that thinks, oh my gosh, I don't even have time to read one book, let alone two, is that these books are really short. You know, they're really easy, quick reads. So I definitely feel, you know, feedback I was getting from the orange book was, oh my God, I didn't want it to end. So if you haven't read the orange one yet start with that and then move straight on to manifest in action if you've already read the orange one maybe after listening to the podcast before then now's the time to get manifest in action it has a summary of each step at the beginning so it will just give you a little recap of what you learned in the last book as well and i think the action part is so important to manifesting so it's one thing to have dreams and intentions and manifest towards something but you actually have to do something to make them happen and to make it possible Absolutely. You know, I always get cynics or hear of cynics kind of saying, oh, you know, manifesting so silly. You can't just think about what you want and wait for it to happen. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) You absolutely can't just think about what you want and wait for it to happen. There has to be, you know, work involved, both inner work to becoming more empowered and getting out your own way, and also the actual work to help you to reach towards whatever it is you're trying to manifest. 
Amazing. Well, I'm so excited for your next book so people can find the newest book, Manifest in Action, available now and also your other book, Manifest Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life. So thank you so much, Roxy, for coming back on. Thank you so much, Mariana. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.